0: you'd wake up still in the palm of God's hand and you'd be like, I thought that was so real. I was almost there, but then I didn't believe in myself. Let me try again. Jumbo fellow adventurers. I'm Mike Dooley here to remind you once more that your thoughts become things. And I'm going to do it today by dropping another edition of a week's worth of spiritual tune-ups. These were broadcasted live. My answers to fellow adventurers' questions about life, dreams, and happiness, and each one took five, 10, or 15 minutes. We've sewn them all together for your viewing and listening enjoyment. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Jumbo fellow adventurers, it's Mike Dooley. Welcome to another week in paradise, another spiritual tune-up where I bring uh, otherwise sometimes confusing spiritual ideas down to earth for your immediate use and traction today's question is kind of advanced uh, and super relevant to all of our lives it doesn't seem advanced at first glance but i think you'll get it to make things happen or to just allow mike why do you i don't know if it's me or we why do we or you have the tendency to always want to take control rather than just allow it to flow, let life happen, surrender, detach. Thanks for your answer. All right. So, so the question is perhaps it's to me, the entire overwhelming body of my work is to teach people how to harness their extraordinarily divine gift, of dominion over all things your thoughts become things your words give you wings what is it you want go for it get it you can make it happen what is it you dislike you can change it you're not supposed to endure it my entire teaching my entire life is all about making things happen yet at a glance it seems my message is entirely contradictory To many other schools of philosophy where it's allow, let it come to you, stop struggling, surrender, detach. Well, this is not going to make your day. But both philosophies are solid gold. Yet, the trick is blending them together for a cohesive understanding that applies to all endeavors. And that's easy to do. There's just a little bit of fancy footwork which we can knock out in five minutes. All right? So, first, understand that we are all pure God, of God, by God, for God, divinity. Okay? And here's a really cool concept that has just recently come to my uh, awareness, and that is the same quality of God that pours through this instrument of my being is the exact same that pours through your instrument, your physical being, that you channel. Yet, we each show up very differently. How and why? We are God's desire and longing for more actualized, now on planet Earth, to go in seven and a half billion different directions, to give God seven and a half billion different views, to help God feel seven and a half different billion experiences. And then a hundred billion people have lived on planet earth. That doesn't even count parallel universes and parallel realities, nor does it take into account perhaps two or 300 million other planets with sentient life in a humanoid fashion that already exist, and all of their parallel realities. God's pretty much got it covered. So divine mind, divine universe has come alive in its own creation. The same quality of God, the same quality of you know, just pure, everlasting truth, joy, and ecstasy pours through every single one of us. But each of us acts like a lens, a filter by chosen our higher self and or aka God, chosen leanings and inclinations. Oh, in this lifetime, I'm going to be this tall, bald dude. This lifetime, I'm going to be drawn towards math. This lifetime, I'm going to be a couch potato. The next lifetime, I'm going to be drawn towards the arts. I'm going to try out some high IQ, low IQ. I'm going to try out male energy, female energy. I'm going to try out some unisex energy. I'm going to try out 72 trillion, gabillion, gazillion different lenses. And as you pour the same God energy, light, love through, each lens diffracts God in a different way to see, hear, and feel different things. We're all related. To say we're brothers and sisters is like a grotesque misnomer because we're more than that. We're the same. We're like reincarnational aspects of one another except more than that too. Your God, I'm God, the same God, just different lenses to experience reality differently. Different Those lenses are also made up of our beliefs, some empowering beliefs, some limiting beliefs, some helpful, some uh, not so cool. All of it creates this mosaic of seeing things differently. So if all of a sudden, kaboom, you land on planet Earth and you're being drawn to the arts and you're loving rap music and you're design, feeling this vibe with animals. Please follow your heart. You're God's only chance to know life as you alone can know it. Whereas somebody else ka-plop, lands over here and they're intellectually bent or they're drawn to services or they're drawn to a solitary existence or they're drawn to work with their hands or in the gardens or in the fields or whatever. Please to that person, follow your heart, do what you want Make it happen. Do you see if each of us just said, well, I'm just going to allow. I'm just going to be here. I'm just going to see what happens. That's not what God wanted. You know, okay, I, I, we could be splitting hairs here. Maybe somebody would choose a life to be ultra passive. And that would be a choice that should be honored. If you're feeling like detached, 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 then that's your path. But if you're feeling like I want to go play, I want to go scream, I want to go shout, I want to go dance, I want her to fall in love with me, I want them to call me a best friend, I will go, go there, go, 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 go out the house, get out of the house, stop just visualizing with a vision board, go make it happen. All right, so do you see that there's a strength here and a clarity, of course you need to go and exert your desires, you need to live them, make them come true, get a vision board, take baby steps, Watch Mike Dooley, listen to my programs, read my books, because I'll show you how to make it happen. But simultaneously, here's the rub and how to make it blend together. While you should be using your heartfelt leanings and inclinations to give yourself perspective, to pass judgment that's perfectly good on what's going to serve you or not, whether it's being with certain people or not, you owe that to yourself. You got to make this happen go follow your heart but use your heart and your leanings and your inclinations to give you a direction and as i teach in all of my works have general end results i'm going to move in the direction of financial abundance with a lot of friends and some fur babies okay great end results now you've got directions to move in that are in alignment with your heart that will light you up make you excited about the journey And during the journey, you're going to be learning all kinds of lessons and sending all kinds of reports back to Divine Mind about how awesome the jungles of time and space are. Do not attach nor insist upon the details along the way. Do insist upon joy. Do insist upon health. Do insist upon fulfillment, creativity friends, laughter, moving this way, going that way, insist upon the general directions. And that will leave infinite opportunity and possibilities for God and manifestations to show up that will make your heart sing. So there is something to attach to, but it's not what most folks would teach what we should attach to. Do not attach to the items on your vision board. Use your vision board to get excited about the direction your life is going. Oh, there'll be probably this and probably that, this or better, that or greater. That's what a vision board is for. And that's how you visualize details without attaching to them. You insist upon the general end result that's in alignment with your heart so that you can be the best version of yourself and report back all the juice to the divine mind. And then on your journey, surrender, let go, don't resist. Do be deliberate when something doesn't show up that you, when something does show up that you don't like, be like, oh, let it just roll off. Let me pick myself up, dust myself off. Let me recalibrate. Oh, maybe I really don't want to move in the direction of country music after all. Maybe it should be a little jazz. Maybe it should be a little more mountains and a little less beach. These are great ways so that you can give yourself direction by tuning into your own heart. So the answer is, you make it happen, but you don't do it through attaching to unimportant details, cursed hows, uh, whens, wheres, whos, and the like. Let it be easy. Show up. Jumbo, fellow adventurers, Mike Dooley, time for a spiritual tune-up, and boy, do we have a juicy one today about suffering. To sum up the question, Mike is suffering by design or accident. The long version. Why do we have to be broken to be whole? Why did we have to fall to rise again? What is the point of suffering? Why couldn't it be avoided in God's kingdom? Was God in such a hurry that she made a mistake? It seems mistakes are beyond comprehend, beyond possibility. So so what would explain the presence in a divinely ordered universe for human suffering? I'm going to give you some short insights and then I'm going to go on a deep dive. Okay, and to give more context to this question, for those of you who have done any reading whatsoever on the life of Buddha, buddha's path was a recognition now this is per buddha's perspective a recognition that all people and all of life is about suffering and it is through suffering implied by design that we seek to find peace resolution and are ultimately able to rise to our ultimate existence, which many would point out, since we came from our ultimate existence, from the mind and the heart of God, why would we go down to go back up? What's the whole point of that? Awesome question. Um, I would like to point out that in the evolution of consciousness, Things during Buddha's lifetime, life on Earth during Buddha's existence. I don't even know when, a thousand years ago, 800, 2000, the time of Christ. These were really dark ages on planet Earth. Far fewer comforts than we know today. And so I can empathize um, from the eyes of Buddha. It must look like life is nothing but suffering. And I trust most watching right now realize that even when you're suffering these days in most quarters or many quarters of the world, it's still pretty cushy. You still got internet and a phone and somewhere to go and food to eat. Things are getting pretty tricky right now. The food banks are all, you know, having a lot of trouble and that's a whole nother segment because of the confusion in 2020 and the pandemic and inequality, but that's a tangent. Basically, things are much better now than they were during the time of Buddha. I do not view life as pure suffering as it perhaps appeared way back then. It's all relative, but Buddha found his way. So let me ask, or let me, let me suggest that the answer is not by design. This is still the short answer. The, the, the existence of suffering is through ignorance and it is not something we must go through and if we tuned into our natural state i hold fast to we would automatically be in a place of comfort virtually spontaneous manifestations ease whatever you need you'd always have a path you'd be plugged into divine mind divine mind through intuition and life would be a piece of cake okay so it's our choice to deny ourselves our Godhood status, if you will, that makes us move into realms where there is indeed great suffering and sorrow, not by design, not a mistake, but yet it exists. Now how could it exist and why does it exist in God's paradise? I would wholeheartedly suggest it was anticipated, the degree to which was unknown. But remember, this is a holographic universe, so nothing that can happen here in terms of unpleasant circumstances is real. Nothing takes away. Everything adds. And if you will, in that light, which is truth, you would suddenly see our immersion into the illusions is pure adventure. It is pure adventure. And win or lose... By the time the game's over, you actually win like a video game, right? You're going to be more for the experience, although going through it, it can seem like hell. A note from the universe once spoke to this. It asked the question, do you know what's better by a million times than getting to the top of the mountain? Okay, you know, the top of the mountain being metaphoric for, you know, la la land rainbows and unicorns peace, good vibrations, financial opulence, love, love, love everywhere. Do you know what's a million, billion, trillion times better than getting to the top of the mountain? Getting there after first being so utterly, totally lost, you were pretty convinced it would never happen. Never happen. But yet it did. That would be better than the escalator ride. That would be better than start down here and it's an automatic within 42 lifetimes, you'll be at the top and every lifetime you get a little closer and it gets a little more exciting, like a Friday before the weekend. It would be better once you get there to have been so lost you would thought you never would get there. That would be the ultimate victory, the ultimate glory. And then you realize that no matter what happened in the journey, even if you fell off of a cliff and smashed and broke all of your bones and never made it to the top in that try, you'd wake up still in the palm of God's hand. You'd be like, I thought that was so real. I was almost there, but then I didn't believe in myself. Let me try again. It's like we're in a realm where everything makes you more. Nothing makes you less. And suffering is, is the byproduct of ignorance. The more we resist the more trouble we have so do you see how this is kind of painting a a a picture now here's the big question and now we're about to go on a deep dive the question still remains if you were already up there why go down well i think that first light answer for the hell of it for the adventure of it because you're safe because it'll make you more i mean you could speculate forever what a, a journey might be like or the highs and the lows of a human life, forgetting that you're really everywhere always at once, but you'll never know until you take the plunge. So why not take the plunge just for the yuck of it, since it's only gonna add to who you are. Go to the movies, you might love it, you might hate it, but no matter what, you're gonna grow from it. Even though, okay, so I, I know that you could still argue that, well, well still, I, I'd rather just be in this total all-knowing, everywhere always at once, Uh, I think you'd be bored spitless, but you can do that. I think the adventure angle uh, in a holographic world where the blood is may as well be fake is, is enough to get you where you want to go. But now the deeper dive. Okay. Now this is all just warm up. It's a great question chronicled in many books, including one of my own, no doubt inspired by the Seth material or some of the one, some of the books that have blown my mind that I recommend at tut.com in resources that that list of 15 books is there. Uh, And further subordinated by a new book I've read by Ken Carey, um, the third millennium, holy mackerel, go get that book, the third millennium, Ken Carey, C-A-R-E-Y. all of these, as my own book, as Ken Carey said, all, all of these say the same thing. God is everywhere, always at once. It is the supreme. It is the ultimate. It is pure, radiant love, ecstasy, and endlessly creating, creating, creating. And God created, if you will, this physical universe that was kind of, in a sense, you know, intertwined, uh, symbiotic, quirks. Atoms, molecules, mathematics, science, um, just splendor and beauty and colors. And instead of being everywhere always at once, you fleetingly believe in here versus there, now versus then. And suddenly there's this realm within a realm, but yet God was on the outside looking in. And, and while I used to think this was just a, a kind of a, a, a simplified metaphor, the more I realize it is actual actually the case that literally there was this realm but it was as if god was on the outside looking in at this spectacular universe you know rainbows butterflies everything was just like oh my gosh and the only way god could experience it in a way that had never been experienced before was to kind of extract a teeny teeny piece of herself and inject it, if you will, into the illusions. But the whole process of making that possible so that they could be experienced from the inside out would mean a tiny little body with a tiny little brain and an absolute amnesia of who you really are, how you got there, why you got there, but yet with enough brilliance and your own creative divine powers that if you could just go on trust and just go on faith you would be able to command the legions and have nature bow to your needs and whatever you wanted could be literally brought to you with a thought away or perhaps through the most simple um um logistics bringing time space and matter to you you would attract it law of attraction thoughts become things you might not be spontaneously manifesting whatever you wanted but you could have nature bow to you so that as you showed up with baby steps there would be serendipities coincidences and accidents yielding whatever you had thought about whatever you needed even before you put it into words if if big if if you could be fully tuned in and aware that you are pure god of God, by God, there as an emissary for the fun of it, for the love of it, for the joy of it, um, trusting all else as well. Because in your little brain, you're never going to be able to, to comprehend your little corner of the cosmos, much less the entire cosmos. But through will and understanding, and hence religion's use of trust and faith, You could command legions in the the unseen to do your bidding. So here's what I got from Ken Carey. We take this plunge, we go into the jungles of time and space and getting there, we have to go through this kind of amnesia so that we can be fully alive in in the illusions. We are now blending, God has created this blend of matter and spirit. How? Biology. That's what biology is. Biology is this unbelievable concoction of matter come alive that self-replicates through cells that grows all automatically. We don't have to think about it, nor do we have to think about our manifestations, except we let our ego get in the way. So God comes alive in these jungles of time and space, forgets who they, who he or she really is. Now matter is replicating matter. And what I got from Ken Carey is that is that when you create an offspring of yourself it's just another part of you similar to human beings having children suddenly there's this new entity which is just another part of you but there's this new entity that has a will of its own that has desires of its own that has dreams of its own and you're like now wait a minute You stay connected to me and have trust and I will be able to live through you and you can live with me in this bastion of perfection floating through the cosmos and we are going to create and love and be loved and serve and thrive in ways your little brain can't imagine. But now that you've got your little brain and you're here, you're like, wow, it's so beautiful. And there's coffee and there's beer and there's friends and there's laughter and there's high and they're low. And you're like, no, I got this. I got this. Oh, ow, that hurts. I'm suffering. I'm hungry. I thought I got it. Oh, and our, our little peephole into the universe becomes our personality becomes filtered by our beliefs, supportive and limiting, And suddenly we have this adventure because we demanded that we do it ourselves because we love it so much that we've kind of created a wall barrier between divine mind who loves and dotes on us and all the angels that are here to support us. And now we're totally going it alone. And we're so mesmerized by the beauty. And so in awe of our own power that we further cling to our own private identity and not realize this stream of consciousness, this source that is making it all possible. We're claiming it all as our own. And so we get further and further lost. But again, what I wanted to say earlier, even in the throes of being lost and even in the throes of true suffering, there's a beauty. There's such a beauty. There's such a romance to life on earth and being in these sacred jungles of time and space and even when we're lost we feel love and even when we're lost we're in love and again remember what i said in the outset when the whole thing is done it's like waking up from a dream nothing was lost it was just make-believe circumstances like oh i thought that was real oh i thought that defined me oh i thought i was less oh i thought i got more oh i thought they took advantage of me no here i am in the palm of god's hand in the heart of god and i love my life and i've been added to and and i never really left so it's not like oh you come here and it's really all that bad and you can really get knocked down and you might return battered there are other parts of you the rest of the universe is another part of you those who in heaven are another part of you the angels are another part of you so we take this little glimmering of ourselves and we think we are it, and we say, oh, this is bad, and oh, it's not good, and why would I want to suffer? It's like we're not seeing the whole picture. This is a lot to bite off. This is not an easy answer. I've already gone to 16 minutes. I could go on for 16 days on this topic. Uh, I wish I could share more. I hope I hit a couple of chords and made a few points here. It is also beautiful. Even in our suffering, it is beautiful. We're always made more by the experience, and as soon as we wake up and move into a realm of self-realization, being enlightened, knowing the truth and only the truth. Here's the payoff. Here's the top of the mountain. Ecstasy, bliss, completely untouchable by suffering. Nothing could ever upset you. Nothing. Chop off my arm, nothing, everything is easy. I'm not vulnerable. I'm a gladiator of eternity. And yes, I want to help other people and I want to mitigate their suffering because together, when we all get here, and this is another part of the equation that was left out, you can't, I can't, we cannot even imagine the glory. The magnificence, the beauty, the happy tears, the happy dancing, the camaraderie, the support that is everywhere. But we will get there inside of the illusions, inside of time and space, and know these feelings just as they are now outside of the illusions from which we came. And then the circle will be complete. Then the mission will be accomplished. Then there'll be so much more to explore. And so now, brothers and sisters, we're in the infancy. We're caveman. We're cave woman. We are in the dark ages, spiritually speaking, when we don't even realize that we're divine. Uh, we're starting to get a hint of it. You're starting to know that. It was always there all along. You always had it. And now you're asking big questions. You're finding the answers. The truth is everywhere. Learn to trust. Have faith thy will shall be done stop struggling stop resisting stop denying let it be easy rise to the service this is what awaits all of us total mastery over the illusions while we're alive heaven on earth jumbo fellow adventurers super cool question today's question is this the new earth If so, how do I harness it? And let's go deeper into the question. Let me read verbatim. Mike, so many teachers are talking about a huge shift in human consciousness taking place, that a new earth is being manifested. This is going to be good. What do you say about such lofty ideas? And how do we take all of our brothers and sisters with us to this utopia where we really get that thoughts become things we're worthy and life is to be enjoyed by all. Giving feels great and perhaps where the world will believe selfishness is a virtue because we're all in this together. The questioner went on to say rightly so that it appears that practically half of the world is split uh, into two different equal sized camps. And, oh my gosh, is this ever true? And it so reflects the book of Revelations, Genesis, not that I've read it, um, Nostradamus, and what so many other philosophers and ancient seers have prophesied millennia ago. And suddenly we find ourselves in the midst of it where there's this like almost like a judgment day, which is purely uh, metaphorical. But listen to what I read and how it ties into this. I've shared this book with many of you before, particularly in my Infinite Possibilities membership, where I meet weekly and go much deeper. Return of the Bird Tribes by Ken Carey. Prepare to be astounded. Let me give you a paragraph reading from this book and see how it ties in to all of these ancient prophecies and to what we're going through right now. And then I'm going to tell you not to freak out, Plus, I'm going to add five things you can do to not only calm yourself, but to hoist your sails and catch these unfailing winds so that you can surf and live on the cusp of reality creation in joy and bliss forever and ever. All right. Now, this was written in in the 1990s. The great time of purification has begun. A short but essential cycle of division that will gather those promoting fear and violence and separate them from this season of the world as chaff is separated from wheat at threshing. During these next two and a half decades, which is exactly where we are right now, that puts us up into 2023. So talk about hitting the nail on the head. This is before we even knew what polarization in society was like. Okay, during these next two and a half decades, humankind will experience this separation. A transformation in human consciousness more fundamental than the development of language. Think of that. More significant than the shift to agriculture. More meaningful. Than any historical revolution, a new era is dawning. As the sun rises, meaning as the vibrations rise and, and light and joy fill the world, the shadows become sharper and more clearly defined. As the energies of love grow stronger, the shadows of fear become more visible than before. Have we not seen that? To some, it may even appear that that these shadows of fear have grown in number and in strength, but this is not so. What was hidden has simply become revealed, that it might be healed and brought to peace. Action born from fear is becoming less effective with each passing day. Institutions, traditions, and societies forged in fear have already begun to falter. Wow. I mean, this author, Ken Carey, is, and he's passed away <laughs> a decade ago, uh, is speaking of a transition that we're now in the midst of that will be more impactful on civilization than the creation of language. Uh, and, and it speaks... To the beauty and the love that has been there all along but invisible now it's becoming visible it's going to scare a lot of people and the person who asked this question bless your heart the question went on to say how can we make sure all of our brothers and sisters join us in this pilgrimage towards the light riding this new wave into the future where everyone becomes self-realized self-aware and in love with not only the world but themselves <clears throat> to 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 calm your concerns remember this is one big fake drama that's unplaying in the heart of god everybody wins everybody gets home there's going to be bumps and turns highs and lows when a parent winners apparent losers but everyone is a winner it's all happening inside of the heart of god so so don't be thinking if if we don't all get there at the same time that there's lost opportunity. Not the case. Remember when you went through your dark night of the soul. Remember when you, when you've gone through your trials and tribulations and now you look back, didn't you most need what you went through to finally be in a place where you now are. So now when you look at others who are clinging to the past and who are m- steeped in fear, Honor their journey. Let them be where they are. Of course, shine your light. Of course, hold out a hand. Of course, open your heart. But if they cling, let them cling. And in their clinging, they will learn. And then they will more surely and more steadily get to the place you have now found yourself. And if somebody doesn't, you know, move to California instead of Florida or move to the enlightenment zone instead of the dark ages, it's like, It's all adventure. It's all good. We're all getting there on a time schedule that serves our needs and our desires. So where we're going is this place of milk and honey, Um, is this place of mutual appreciation and respect of all living and inanimate objects, a place where truly every person alive on earth will be vibrating at such a high level that they could pull rabbits out of hats or walk on water. This is not far away. Whether it's a thousand years or a thousand days, it's at hand. This is an epic time in the arc of the evolution of consciousness. And we chose to be here now. So don't wring your hands and don't sweat bullets and don't worry about other people. Be concerned with your own foundation. Don't play politics. Don't cast stones. Don't point fingers. Just get in that peaceful realm where you feel the bliss and you want to celebrate the ecstasy and joy every single moment of every single day. Get into the present. It's right here. It's right now. It's not in your memories of the past. It's not in your fears for the future or your excitement for the future. It's here. It's here right now. This is where it comes to pass. This is where the flower begins to bloom. This is where you discover who you truly, truly are. This is why you chose this life to be alive at the dawn of awakening of a civilization that's been slumbering this long. This is an extremely rare opportunity. And it's extremely rare that we would even exist in these primitive stone ages. Because however many thousands of years it took to get here, there will be millions of years in the light. And the adventures and the creativity and the fulfillment and the camaraderie and the joy, truly heaven on earth, which is where we've been all along, but we're going to know it. Hell is not knowing you're in heaven. Okay, so here's some five steps to catch these unfailing winds. Don't judge who is who. In fact, the person that you think is clinging in fear may be the more enlightened soul who's dealing with a whole nother set of constructs in their mind, hiding from 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 the rest of us, their true high vibrations. So don't go judging. The person you think is advanced might not be so ready for it and the person who you think is not ready for it is 10 levels above don't judge number two be led by joy your own joy okay and your own joy will help you eventually be concerned about the joy of others take care of business at home number three be of service this is joy turning into service number four focus on what's good and what's working. I look out the window. I see nature. I see green. I see sunshine. I see flowers and photosynthesis and the birds and the bees. The miracles are everywhere right now. They're everywhere. See them. Count them. Create a journal. And number five, as I said at the outset, remember this is all playing out inside the heart of God. Okay, there's no heaven or hell. There's just bliss. There's just nirvana. There's just love. And we're all there. We'll always be there. No one left behind. There you have it, fellow podcast listener. Now let's stay in the zone. If you haven't already, please visit my website, tut.com, where you can sign up along with 1 million other subscribers for my free daily notes, the universe you can also find out about my infinite possibility membership for a price you choose every single tuesday i do a live broadcast a 30 minute mini manifesting workshop members have access to the last 52 mini manifesting workshops so check it out and if you have a moment and these podcasts move you i would be deeply grateful for a review at the apple podcast platform Go to tut.com, look for spiritual tune-ups, look for the link for podcast. If you send us a screen grab of your published review at Apple, we've got a very special bonus waiting for you. Check out the links, read all about it. Thanks for being here, and I'll see you on the next podcast installment.